Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Faithfully with Two E's. Well, it's been a while. I think my last episode was New Year's Eve. We are now approaching the end of April. And what can I say? It's been a while. Um, I have my window open. So if you hear any extra noises, it's the lovely sounds of outside. So let's see. I've, I'm going to be honest, one of the reasons why I didn't upload was obviously because I think I mentioned before, I'm just not going to upload just to upload. Um, I want to be led to upload by God. Um, So that's why I took some time off because I wasn't really hearing God. And this is the irony is because it's my fault. Um, I just haven't been taking time to listen to God. Like I pray, I do my Bible study, but my prayers have been very one-sided. And even my conversations with God, like I'm literally talking to God every single day. I just be talking out loud and I have just been talking to God, but not listening to God. And so I haven't been hearing from him. And that's completely my fault. Like I've, I've been in a spiritual rut. Like I've just not been having the energy. So I'll just get through Bible study because of my pride, right? Because it's become something that I do every single day and not doing it feels weird, but it also makes me feel bad. So it was just like, it became something where it's like, you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth. So before I go to bed, I always do my Bible study. I pray and then I go to bed. And I wasn't really getting messages. Like, I feel like I really wasn't digesting the word of God. And, you know, I sit here and like, I think to myself, well, I know there used to be times where like, all I wanted to do was come home from work and open up my Bible and just get lost in it. Like just spend hours just reading and reading and taking notes and just, you know, really feeding into my soul. And now I was doing it and I'm just like, God, well, what is happening? Like, why, why do I feel like I'm in a rut, you know? And it's because I've, I've been distracted like you know I've been working long hours 
And even though I have Fridays off, like I've been just feeding into my flesh. Like, let's be real. It happens. You know, it happens. It's it's the truth. You know, as Christians, we we go through seasons like this. We go through moments like this. And, you know, I'll on my days off, like I'll consume it with my chores. I'll, you know, go shopping or, you know, binge watch TV shows and, you know, just be not that's not even a word be not <laughs> um i just would be so concerned with other things and then i'll come back and you know be like okay well before bed i'm gonna do my bible study but that's the thing is i be so exhausted that now i'm rushing through bible study because i just want to lay down and go to sleep <laughs> so i i lost that form of discipline that I once had because at the beginning of my faith oof I was like eight o'clock I'm reading phone on do not disturb I'm going to bed at you know 9 15 10 o'clock the latest that's it you're not hearing from me point blank and slowly but surely like it's so crazy how that started how I started to decline in that form of discipline and then that form of discipline started to you know decline in other areas of my life so at the beginning of my faith I would wake up early in the morning I would do my bible study and pray and then I'll start to get ready for work and be at work at the time that I was supposed to start and come home same routine over and over again But now it's like, I go to bed late, I rush through Bible study, go to bed late, wake up late. Then when I wake up, I just got to get ready, go to work. And then I have to leave late because I got to work late. Like it was just, or it still is, um, just something that I'm struggling with, with discipline. And it's frustrating It's frustrating because it's not like I don't want to spend time with God. It's just my lack of discipline has affected, you know, the quality of the time spent with God. Because I spend time with God. It's just not as full of quality as before. Um, And so I'm just sitting here and I'm like, well, I want to upload an episode, but I don't know what to talk about. You know, like I really don't. And, you know, one of the things that I tell everyone that asks me about my podcast is I'm going to upload about things that I've experienced and I'm experiencing. And this is what I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing the struggle of having a lack of discipline. That I know is possible through God because I've had it before. It's just like, it's real. Like it is truly a struggle, you know, and it does, it affects every area in your life. Like it's so crazy how it'll start in one area and then trickle down into other areas. And then now you're sitting here trying to figure out 
What's different? What's going on? Like my love for God is still there. My fire for God is still there. But why does everything seem so out of whack? And it's because of the discipline, you know, like nothing should come before God. Nothing and no one should come before God and your time spent with him. And if it does, then it's not meant to be in your life. You know, those that love you will understand. Um, They'll understand that your faith comes first. So if I'm on the phone, like every time I'm on the phone with one of my best friends, like I'll call her, I'll be talking to her and then I'll be like, okay, well, I'm about to do my Bible study. So, you know, I'll either call you when I'm done or I'll talk to you tomorrow. And she's like, okay, you know. But somewhere along the way, like, I started to, like, ignore that, you know, ignore that those around me, if they really do support me and love me and respect my faith, they're going to understand when I say I got to go because it's time for me to pray or, you know, it's time for me to do Bible study or read. And they always have. And so I just realized that where I'm like, that's, that's where it is. You're, you're concerned with other things that, you know, you haven't been putting God first. You've been putting God last, you know? And I was so disciplined before where I would come home from work. You know, I would take a shower, change into some comfortable clothes, and then instantly start Bible study. And then, now it's like I come home, I focus on other things and then do Bible study before I go to bed, which unfortunately now I'm rushing through it, like I said earlier, because I want to go to sleep. So that's what I want to talk about today is discipline. Like when you practice on a certain trait, you get better at it and it becomes so natural You know, discipline is that one thing that nobody likes. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes discipline because it requires you to do something that naturally your body does not want to do or your mind does not want to do. You know, and then as you practice it, then it starts to become something that you want to do. Or, you know, like, for instance, working out. I've been praying about it. I've been praying about it. I'm like, I, I really want to get in shape. I want to go to the gym. I want to, you know, eat healthy. Like, I want to do these things. And... My body's just like, girl, no, I want to go home. I want to go to bed. I don't want to walk into anybody's gym, walk on anyone's treadmill or lift anyone's weights. And it's like, okay, as long as I get comfortable in that mentality, I will never develop discipline in that area of life. You know, that's that's a habit that my discipline is going to break through the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, because we're incorporating God in every single area of our life, even eating everything. Okay. Everything God is going to be included in. 
And so I just sit here and I'm like, okay, where do I need discipline? I need discipline with my finances because I read a post the other day, which was so interesting. It said, you don't have a financial problem. You have a spending problem, which means as long as your bills are getting paid, your finances are good. At least this is how I'm interpreting it. As long as your bills and everything of importance is getting paid, your finances are good. But if you have an issue with spending, whatever's left over after you pay your bills or before you even pay your bills, then it's not a financial problem. That becomes a discipline problem. That becomes a you problem. And that's something that I struggle with. Like, let's be real. You know, we live in a world today where you look like you have so much money, but your bank account is like flies and moths. Okay, now that's just the reality of it. We want to look like we have it all together and we don't. We want to look like we have all of these things and the ability to sit here and afford all of these things. But when you think of it, when you die, you don't take those things with you. You don't like that's the reality of it. But what you do take is what's in your heart and what's been in your heart the entire time that you've been living you got to take account for it when you come to Jesus. You know, when you face God, you got to sit there and talk about everything. You know, you could look like the most wealthiest person in the world. But if your heart is not postured right in God, then you don't have anything. And when you sit there and you have to take account for that, God is not going to care about that bag or that purse that you bought. He's going to care about that one moment that you knew to do right and you did it. And so I've been reading the book of James and I just finished chapter four. And first of all, let me just be real and say that The book of James, like every book in the Bible will read you, okay? And I've been reading the book of James and it's been screaming at me. It's been screaming at me, especially chapter three, like controlling your tongue. Oh my goodness. You know, that's another, that's a whole other conversation. And I'm actually going to make an episode specifically on the on that chapter. But I want to talk about chapter four um, in the book of James. And it's just it talks about how we tend to think about sin. We tend to think of sin as being something we do bad or doing bad. But sin is also considered 
when you know to do good and you don't do it. And I sat there while I was reading my um, application portion of that chapter. And it came to a point where it was basically saying, um, yeah, it says we tend to think of sin as doing something wrong. But James tells us that sin is also failing to do what is right. These two kinds of sin are sometimes called sins of commission and sins of omission. It is a sin to tell a lie, but it can also be a sin to know the truth and not tell it. It's a sin to speak evil of someone, but it is also a sin to avoid that person when you know he or she needs your friendship. You should be willing to help as the Holy Spirit guides you. If God has prompted you to do a kind act, to render a service or restore a relationship, do it. And that's something that I I really do. Like I always focus on, you know, don't lie, don't gossip, don't swear, don't this, don't that, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. And it's like, okay, but what if you know you're supposed to do something and you don't do it? You know, because a lot of us will sit here and be like, well, it's not my business to say something. It's not my business to do this. And it's like, but what if it is? What if it is because you know that what you're what you have to say and what you want to do or what's prompted in your heart by the Holy Spirit to do is is going to help that person is going to give that person some sort of light. You know, but at the same time. Sometimes we make something that's not supposed to be our business, our business. And that was actually a conversation that I had with my best friend where we were just talking um, about, you know, us going through similar situations, which is so crazy because it is like completely the same situation. And, you know, we offered ourselves um, instantly as a saving grace as help and then we started to sit here and think like okay did I did I necessarily make a mistake in helping this person and I know that sounds weird like what making a mistake and helping somebody helping somebody is never a mistake well Sometimes it is because what if that one situation that that person is going through was a tool that God was using for them to lean on him. But because you came in thinking that you're God and you saved them, they don't need God anymore because you came and fixed the problem. And I never thought of it like that. You know, because my instant reaction is, I'm going to help. I'm going to help. Oh, you need my help. I'm going to do this. Oh, you need this. I'm going to do that. And so as long as you continue to be that saving grace and, and, and that lifeline for that person, when are they going to need God? When are they going to turn to God for the answers, for the guidance, for the strength? When are they going to turn to God and practice on that 
muscle of faith. Cultivate that relationship with God. When are they going to do that? Because as long as they have someone constantly saving them and being there for them, they're never going to sit there and go to God first. They're going to go to you first because they know they could depend on you. And so that's one of the things that I've learned is practicing the muscle of not being someone's savior all the time. Sometimes they just need to figure it out with God. You know, I can't be the only one practicing going to God every time I'm going through something good or bad. I can't be the only one practicing and cultivating my relationship with God. You know, other people have to do it too. But if I keep blocking that opportunity for them to do that, they're never going to do it. And so sometimes helping people is not our business. Sometimes we got to go to God and pray before we help somebody. God, this person is going through this. Is it my business to help them or do you want me to fall back for a moment? And I know it sounds so weird to say that, but it's the truth. It's the truth because when you think about it, someone who is hyper independent will never be dependent on God. Someone that is hyper independent has the mentality that they have everything and don't need anything. And that's a lie because we all need God. We all need Jesus. We all need the Holy Spirit. Being hyper independent is a lie from the pit of hell. That is a lie from the enemy. The devil is a liar and his mama got chest hair. Okay. And that's something that. That's how tricky and how conniving and sneaky the devil is. He will do anything and everything to prevent someone from depending on God. Think about it. He will do anything and everything to prevent someone from depending on God. So you thinking that you need to help this person can be a trick of the enemy. Because now that person that needs help is not going to go to God for help. They're going to go to you for help. And because you, in your mind, think as a Christian, I have to help everybody all the time. Because that's the mentality that I am struggling with. Will go, go in and do a kind act and prevent that person from seeking God. That is the biggest trick because I struggle with it. I struggle with, I have to say yes to helping people because I'm a Christian woman and I don't want someone to think any less of me as a Christian because I did not help them. But at the same time, me being a Christian woman I have to seek God before I do anything. So I need to ask God, is it my business to help them? 
Or is this something that you're using as a tool for them to seek you? To humble them to seek you, to need you. Because I can sit here and worry about what other people are going to think of me as a Christian woman. But what's more important is what God thinks of me when he sees me and tells me, why were you doing my work? Why were you going in and saving them when they needed to come to me, not you? And if they came to you, it was not your business to say yes. You should have came to me first and seek guidance from me. Because it was that very situation that they were supposed to abide in God and abide in me and lean into me so that I can give them the answers and help them, not you. So some of us as Christians, sometimes, even though we mean well, we be doing God's work. We be doing God's work. God is a savior, not me. God is the provider, not me. The Holy Spirit is the counselor, the helper. I can be if I'm prompted to speak a message through the Holy, like the Holy Spirit guiding me to being spirit led to speak to a person. But the ultimate being that people need to go to is God. Whether you are needing, you go to God. And whether you are wondering if you need to help someone, you go to God first. And, and it's so crazy how something so kind, an act of service, which is just so crazy. Like you're, you're questioning an act of service. Well, yeah, because if I'm coming in between that person and God, I'm doing something wrong. And it's so crazy to think like that, but it's the truth. As long as I'm intervening in someone's problems, that person's never going to need God. They're never going to go to God. And the crazy thing is the one thing that built my faith was my belief in God, my need in God, me needing God to heal me, to help me, to save me, to love me, to deliver me, to protect me. To redeem me, my need for God, my faith in God is what created my relationship with God. When I humbled myself and said, God, I need you because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm lost. I need help with this. I need help with this. I need help with this. That's where my faith came from. So when someone sits there and tells you, oh, as a Christian, you're supposed to help. You're supposed to help. You're supposed to say yes. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Only if God leads me to. But the only reason you see me as a Christian woman is because I admitted that I needed God. So if I keep saving you, when are you going to admit that you need God? You can't keep coming to me. 
you got to go to God. And then if God tells me, all right, Cassandra, you got to help them, then I'm going to help. But I can't make it my business right off the bat. And that's something that I've struggled with. I always make someone else's struggles my business. I always try to come up with an answer with how to solve it. Oh, this person's stressed out. What can I do to make it better? Sometimes you need to sit back. You need to sit back. And just be a listening ear because their struggle might not be your business to try to fix. God is the only person that can fix. God is the only person that can help the way a person needs to be helped. Not you. As long as you keep being there all the time. That person's never going to never going to feel the need to go to God. We are not saviors. I can lead you to the water, but I can't make you drink. Does that mean that I don't want to help? No, that's a lie because I do want to help. And the fact that I do want to help is my struggle. Because I just want to sit here and fix everybody's problems. But me wanting to fix everybody's problem is my problem. Because then it stops God from being a necessity to someone to go in and fix their problem. Because their first instinct is going to be, let me call Cassandra. Let me not need to pray. Do you see how crazy that is? So we have to be careful. We have to be careful. We always have to seek God. I know it sucks to hear. What do you mean? I got to stop helping people? No, (laughs) that's not what I mean either. You know, that's it. Especially if that's our natural instinct, what we're going to do, right? But then instantly we got to, okay, God. I made this my business and I'm sorry. Is this is this something that I should keep doing? You know? And if you have some time, you sit there and you you consult God first. That should always be the thing to do first. Pray about it. Pray about it. God, am I supposed to help this person? You know, because it could even be a situation where God is like, yeah, I need you to help that person. But in the process, I'm going to lead you to say these things to this person, because at that very moment, they're going to have your attention. And I've been trying to talk to them forever, but they just don't hear me. But you got their attention at that moment. And so I'm going to lead you to speak a word into them. So that's why we always have to seek God first. When it comes to helping, because you never know why God is using that situation. It's not your business why this situation happened, right? Only God knows. But if God is leading you to help that person, And to speak a word into that person, it might be that that person has to go through that situation just so that they could be around your presence because you feel it in you to help them. 
So you go and help them. And now God's like, okay, finally, I got their attention. All right, Cassandra, this is what I need you to tell them. And then you start to speak. And you speak the word that the Holy Spirit is leading you to speak. But it could be where God is like, you know what? I know you want to help them. But I don't need you to. Because I need them to come to me. I need them to seek me. And it's so crazy. It's so crazy to think how how something so amazing as an act of service, as, as an act of helping can be used in so many different ways. And the one thing we never want to do is block an opportunity that God meant for someone to call out to him. So no, I'm not telling you don't help nobody. That's not what I'm telling you. Because we need to help. Jesus did it. God does it every single day. Holy Spirit does it every single day. But we need to seek God first. And if we don't and we just help, then we sit there and we're like, all right, God, I made this my business. What am I supposed to be doing? What conversations am I supposed to be having with this person? How long am I supposed to help this person for? What is it exactly that you want me to do here? And always keep God at the center of everything. So no, I'm not saying don't help anybody. But at the same time, I'm also not saying always be the first. At the same time, I'm not saying always be a savior because we are not saviors what I'm saying is seek God first pray to God first because God uses every single situation to his glory Romans A2A says, all things work together for the good of those who believe and are called. So even the most terrifying situation somehow, some way is working for the good. Even the most difficult season somehow, some way is working for the good. And let me tell you, I've experienced that. I've experienced the peace of God in the most terrifying situations. In the most terrifying situations where I'm getting a phone call and it's just this horrible news. And somehow, some way, the Holy Spirit is like, no, it's not time for you to worry. I got this. You may not see it now, but soon you will know. I got a purpose for this situation. I know it seems scary, but there's purpose in it. 
And hearing the Holy Spirit tell me that, oh my goodness, it was the most beautiful thing. Because I felt a sense of calmness. Because I knew my God was in control, not me. And so, if it's one thing I want you to get out of this, <laughs> seek God first. If you're in need, if you're hurting, if you're struggling, if you're sad, if you're insecure, if you're angry, if you're questioning, if you're doubting, if you're in fear, if you're lonely, if you feel like everything around you is crumbling down, if you feel that the promises of God cannot be yours, that is a lie and you need to go to God. If you're questioning God, you need to go to God. If you're hurting, you need to call on Jesus. If you need to be saved, which you do, you need to call on Jesus. For everything, good and bad, seek God. Call on Jesus because he's right there. He is right there watching you pick your nose and your belly button. He is right there. Call on him. And you will begin to experience the glory of God, the light of Jesus, the way, the truth, the salvation. You'll be able to experience the presence of God that is like no other. It's crazy because I always try to put into words how God's presence feels how the joy of the Lord feels and and I'm like I can't I can't explain because there's no words that can describe God because the glory of God the presence of God the love of God the mercy of God the grace of God the forgiveness of God is something you have to experience it's something you feel it's not something you can express because every time somebody tries to start talking about God, we smile from ear to ear or we just start crying. <laughs> Happy tears. Because it's that one thing you can't really find the perfect word to express. And if we do find a word, it's not even to the magnitude of what feeling God makes you feel. You have to experience it. Because at the same time, feelings come and go and feelings change. But God stays in you. Jesus stays in you. Even in the hardest times, Jesus stays in you. The most difficult times, Jesus is there. And the craziest thing is when your body, your flesh naturally wants to be worried and panic and fear and, and, and just go a thousand miles at once. God is in you whispering, telling you it's going to be okay. I'm here. The reason why you're panicking is because you think you can control the situation and you can't. But leaning on me will show you that I am in control. God is in control. 
not me, Cassandra, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit is in control. And so I hope that this message or this episode (laughs) touched someone. I know it's been a while, but like I said, I, I didn't know what to talk about. And, you know, I truthfully, I think that it was definitely the enemy trying to stop me from uploading, um, making me overthink uploading an episode when all I had to do is just talk about what I'm going through. (laughs) Okay, because this is exactly what this podcast is things that I've experienced and how God has helped me through it and things that I'm going through and how God is helping me through it. And it's the truth. I've been struggling, but God has been there by my side. And so thank you for tuning in. Um, and stay tuned for my next episode. I hope everyone have a blessed day. Remember to keep God at the center of your life. Seek God first. Pray. Talk to God. But especially sit back and listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. So God bless you and stay tuned for my next one.